Hey! We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is the Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Mobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Yeah! <laughs> Caught you by surprise, huh? <laughs> Didn't even know what was going on. Hey, yo, yo, what's up? If you're listening to this, that means you are turned into tuned. Tuned, you cartoon. <laughs> tuned into Unspoken Words, a native podcast. I am your favorite Indian, JCB, sitting across from me, as always, the Algerian nightmare himself, the pod Gotti. Mr. Randy B, say what's up, yo. Yo, yo. And of course, uh, well, without us, as always. Uh, <laughs> no, for uh, Josiah, Mo Fire, Mo Hugs, not drugs. He had a function to go to this evening. So for the second week in a row, we will be hearing from him, but not directly here in the studio. Uh, stay tuned for that. But we do have two, two very special guests with us this evening. Uh, to my, which one is this? My left or my right? <laughs> this is my right. To my right, back by popular demand, Mr. Johnny Appleseed. What Say what's up? up. And then you, can you introduce us to your friend? Across from me is my wife, Tonya. Old Coyote. A.K.A. T. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So we got uh, Ice T and Johnny Appleseed in the house for episode ninety-two, the 92. Deshaun Stevenson episode. Hey. Is, is, is that a thing? Is that a yeah. Thing? Deshaun Stevenson wore number ninety-two. Really? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> get one of those. One of those, Mr. Deshaun Stevenson, whoever you may be. And he used to play for the Jazz. You remember him? Do I remember him? Like, uh, I want to say like early 2000s. Mm, no, it does, that does not ring a bell. I, uh, 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 oh, no. you don't know football. <laughs> oh, I, you t- no, I'm just kidding. You <laughs> played for the Jazz, bro. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, got, <laughs> I got recorded evidence that says he played for the Chicago Jazz hockey team. <laughs> you, can't, you can't fool me. Nobody makes a fool out of Jonathan C. Beaumont. <laughs> All right, anyway, um, so let's see. What, what were we going to do with the uh, icebreaker was some song lyrics. You guys down for that? Yeah. yeah. So I guess, man, Josiah is really good at it. But when he reads them, it's like you can't even. You might as well be reading. Our, well, you guys don't even know what a phone book is. How old are you? I know what a phone book is. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people don't even know what a phone book is, but. I am that old. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not. I'm not alone. How about a phone booth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When's the last time you were in a phone booth? Uh, just yesterday. I had to save some people from a burning building. <laughs> I was just gonna say, switching out your gear doesn't count. Wow! Look at that rain, guys. Oh, it started nice. raining. Man, it was. 
warm out there today. Oh, yeah. It's like. What did it say on the way in? 108. 108? On my temperature in the car, yeah. That's banana cakes, bro. Yeah. I don't know about that. That's, it was hot today. Okay. I didn't. I was saying I didn't think it was that hot, but, dog, it was hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Too hot. But hopefully this rain will cool it down. It's pretty warm in here. And it'll probably make it muggy when it clears up. Muggy. Muggy. Mowgli. What were you saying earlier about... Oh, no. So on the way over here, Johnny kind of mentioned something interesting. And he goes, hey, like when you sobered up, did your interest in music change? Yeah. Right? Like, and I kind of went on the spiel of like, yeah, like, I can't really listen to, like, Tupac or, like, gangster rap a lot anymore. I can, but I can. I got to take it in doses. And the reason why is if I listen to it too much, then my attitude changes. And as I refine gangster... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't you mean reformed? Reformed gangster? Reformed. Refi- I'm a refined lady. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, those are, like, um, I don't, I don't want to say triggers, but, like, you get, like, a certain attitude, like, uh, adjustment. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of, mm-hmm. yep. like, at the stoplight, if somebody cuts me off, uh, cut, cuts me off then I want to cuss them out. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just not good. Come out. Yeah, yeah. It, distur- <laughs> it's, it disturbs the peace inside that I've worked so hard to get. So you think that kind of, like, what Josiah was talking about, if you're listening to Tupac, do you, do you wear your seatbelt? Yeah, no, I don't because I'm thug life at that point. No, I'm <laughs> but I thought that was. No. Uh, but I mean, I, I get it. I know exactly what you're saying. But yeah, and then also like my perspective on life has changed from a young man because when I do listen to Tupac, all I hear is a hurt young man full of pain. You know yeah. what I mean? Like even though he says a lot of insightful things, like I can't connect with that as a man. Because okay. I'm on a different path. Like, it, there's no, like I lost a connection there. Yeah. yeah. And so the thing, like for me, the thing with um, music is it's really subjective. Like, man, I like all kinds of stuff. But like I told Josiah before, like if I hear a song and it sucks, then that song sucks. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I'm not, not, not like, oh, man, Johnny, listen to that one song. What is it? And then start putting <laughs> it down. No, it's not even like that. It's like, oh, Johnny likes that song. <laughs> I didn't. But, yeah. you know, yeah. more, more power to you. So music is like art. It's, I mean, it, it is art. It's subjective. And um, the the example that I was thinking of was that, um, like, say Metallica. I like to listen to Metallica, but a lot of people will say, oh, that's devil. In fact, there's a guy at work. I don't want to listen to that devil music, that devil music. <laughs> and, and it's not really devil. I mean, it's hard and it's, you know, heavy. In the, in the, you look at the album covers and there's real dark um, yeah. imagery on there. But if you listen to the and you talk to these bands, they're saying, "Well, we're not even writing about Satan worshiping or you yeah. know killing people or things like that." Like Master of Puppets is about addiction, something like nice. that. And then, um, oh, and then we were talking about um, Fade to Black, about subtle suicide. Remember? Uh-huh. So one person can listen to that and say, "Oh man, this is really you know." Most people will take it for what it is and say, "Oh, this is really helping me through a dark time." I, I, you know, that song saved my life. Yeah. But then there's that few, those, those very few people that'll listen to that and think of that as a, as a call to actually, you know, go through with it. Yeah. Like, okay, this is what pushes me over. <clears throat> so that very same song can either make you or break you, right? Is what I'm getting at. It's how you perceive. Yeah. The world. It's a, it's, yeah. And so, 
for me, when you asked me that question earlier, I do listen to this. I listen to everything that I've always listened to because I like the music. But what I can do now, I think that was different from before, is use it in a different way. Yeah. Right? Like, I can listen to the same lyrics, the same songs, and say, this is empowering me rather than say, oh, this is going to make me angry. Or this is going to, you know, make me drink. Or this just pisses me off and don't F with me today because, damn it. I'm the master of puppets. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you ever notice like any like sudden mood changes when you listen to like music? I know, like, a, like sometimes, like if I listen to something that's sad, mm-hmm. like it, it'll take me there. Yeah, because I because so- that's the artist, right? Well, it could be the artist. It could be the song. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why I like like a, a particular piece of music. Yeah. But sometimes I'll hear something and man, it just takes me back. Like, oh, this is this is what it reminds me of, and that kind of hurts. But at the same time, that's when I kind of step back and say, ah, I don't need to be listening to that. I'll listen to something else, or you know, let that I can respect that. Let it go by. Yeah. Um, but then there's other times, like man, like I feel like I need something, and then I listen to those kind those kind of tunes, and it puts me there, and then I can feel it, I can experience it, and then I can just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like I, I, it kind of helps me emote or helps me with my emotions rather yeah. than keeping it bottled up. Like, what do I need? And I can go through my playlist, and then boom, something hits. Yeah. And man, I needed to be pumped up, or I needed to feel yeah, yeah. that pain that I felt because it's still there. You know, it, like it yeah. tries to tries to pop up every once in a while. Gotta work it out. Yeah, work it out. There you yeah, go. Like, and, and and the reason why I asked though, but like, so like I was reading the article a few months back and it was talking about like the, the 808 drum, right? Oh yeah. Uh, like the boom, boom. And scientific studies prove that the 808 drum leads to aggressive behavior hmm. or makes you, leads to like depression. Like has a has a like doesn't lead, but it it has like it it impacts, it impacts it it's to a, a certain degree. It's a factor anyway. Yeah, it's a factor in in people's depression. That's why like, uh, so like with a lot of the new music, right? Like a lot of the new artists and their emo rap, like emo rap is huge right now. Hmm. But the reason why these kids are able to identify with it, they do use like an eight oh eight drum a lot, and it. Brings their mood down, and then they also act out aggressively. Um, oh. Even to the point of, like, you know, finishing the job or whatever. Like, if they're thinking, like, suicide and stuff. Yeah. I so you see, like, the overdoses and the, the suicide um, coming to a, a head, you know? But you listen to the type of music that this younger generation is listening to, and it kind of makes sense. Well, you know, <clears throat> you know what that reminds me of is that... Um I listen to this thing called Brain Orum mm-hmm. at night, and there's different frequencies, and they have uh, a foreground music. It's just kind of like this little sparkly, little weird yeah. tune. But in the background, there's this constant, but it's on different frequencies, and one of them is for, like, deep sleep. That's yeah. It basically, it's higher. <laughs> yeah. They're on different um, megahertz, I think, is the word for yeah. but they. But there's one for, um, like, deep sleep there's one for meditation and healing there's even and it goes all the way up to where if you need to be energized you listen to this it sounds like a like just like elevator music yeah. but in the background the subliminal part of it there's that frequency that's going on 
and it affects your brain waves, I guess, or something. I don't yeah. know. It, it has an effect on your brain, so I can see exactly what you mean, like if, like mm. how that would work. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like a lot of people will say, you hear the hear them say, we're not on the same wavelength. Yeah. Basically, that means frequency, right? Like, however many times something will... I'm not vibing with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly yeah. what, like, yeah. or you're giving off bad vibes. Yeah. 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 So, like, I think what they, you know, what I believe to, you know, is, is to be true about that is that we give off certain frequencies. Yeah. And, like, say, when, when we all come together and we're doing this, eventually, you know, we're all coming from our different days, but as we go along... And our frequencies start to match yeah. each other, and, they, and then pretty soon, man, we're just flowing and click, cl- clicking, and it just works like that. When the power turns on, it's showtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear that intro, it's on. I'm not Randy no more. I'm Pod Gotti. Hey. hey, did you ever watch um, Over the Top? <laughs> yeah. Ever when he turns his hat around? Yeah. It's like a switch. Yeah. <laughs> Randy puts on his headphones. It's like a switch. <laughs> No, but what about you, Johnny? Like, oh, yeah. what's uh, yeah, what's your guys' take on like what the question that you asked me and <clears throat> why? Yeah, I I uh, found myself not listening to what I used to listen to, but um, as I was getting kind of like deeper into my sobriety, I was uh, just stumbling upon other artists out there that were struggling with the same thing I was struggling, and I was like uh, Jelly Roll and Dax. Uh, they're coming out with some pretty good songs, you know, about addiction and fighting addiction and stuff. And I, I thought it was pretty, uh, I don't know, like from God, I guess you could say. Yeah. Because I was still struggling, still thinking of ways of trying to figure out how to get out of my mind, I guess. But then the music was, the music would help. And, you know, like motivational speeches from, like, YouTube, I guess, from... Denzel to Ray Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw that, um, yeah, Denzel has, like, a freaking awesome motivational speech. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z <laughs> does, too. I can't get over your glasses, bro. You look like a like a movie star. I know. I, <laughs> dog, that's what I said. I'm not acting bougie. I, I just have, like, the, like the um, they're my prescription. And I they look good, though. I mean, yeah, I didn't. This guy, like, he's like he's on the red carpet. It's crazy because I had an interview today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what my coworker said. <laughs> when you're big and famous, eat. <laughs> Gotta hide behind them shades. Yeah. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. Bro. No, but uh, so Jay-Z has a freaking awesome motivational story, too. Like a motivational speech about, like, his thought process and, yeah. and you know, uh, his journey. So... That's kind of cool, man. Yep. There's also, did you hear about that Navy guy? Like, man, what's his name? There's like a, a Navy guy. Um, welcome to the Vague Show. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the Vague Show. The uh, Navy guy with, that was in the Navy. Remember when? What's uh, his name? David. Um, Navy Navy. <laughs> Navy Navy. So anyway, there's this guy that's high up in the Navy, and he has this uh, speech about, like, waking up and making your bed in the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like, yeah. uh, I forget the, the thing, but the gist of the message is kind of to, to motivate you to become, uh, to take care of the small things yep. because the more you take care of the small things, the more the, the bigger stuff gets taken care of as well. Yeah. 
I get that because I, I was telling Josiah a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to a motivational speech. And one of the things that woman said was, I don't give a shit about your dreams until you show me you can do the little things. Mm. Yeah. Don't tell me nothing about that until you show me you can do the little things. Yeah. So I was like, eh, <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, she was pretty, you know, upfront about it. She was like, I don't, I don't care about all that until you show me. And you do the little things. Yeah. Dude, that, that makes sense, man. Like, I tell my daughter, so I was kind of encouraging her and kind of, it was like a father moment, <laughs> like a teaching moment. But um, I was telling her, I'm like, hey, man, like, don't cut corners. And because she was supposed to do the dishes and she kind of left, oh, yeah. she didn't, she left some cups out. But I brought her to the side and I'm like, you don't want to cut corners. I said, look at this. When your coach tells you to run sprints and, and you're running a sprint and you're, you guys have to run 10 of them, I go, and you stop two feet short of touching that line, and you do that 10 times, I was like, when you're done with the 10th one, you look at all your teammates have ran 20 feet farther than you. And you've cheated yourself out of that last 20 feet because you didn't do the work. And it's going to eventually show when you get into the ring, the work that you put in or did not put in shows inside that ring. And I, as your father, cannot be there with you. Nice. You know? Um, so she kind of took that into consideration, and, and I hope it helps. I think that's that's awesome, too, because I think she's at an age to where you don't really think that it might stick. Like, you have to repeat it, but yeah. I think those kind of things probably just burn into her head. Yeah. Like, burn into her psyche without even... Like just like a sponge, you know. Yeah. So that that's a good thing, and and I also heard it said that hard work will always be talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yep. Yep. And but if you got both, you're unstoppable. But anyway, so what about you? What do you what do you say about all this iced tea? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the whole music, um, I think I can agree with Randy because when I listen to old. Like music from when I was in, you know, active addiction with my alcohol, um, and now being in recovery, it starts bringing out old behaviors. Starts, you know, triggering me, and then I start thinking of like old memories from when I used to drink around and party around. And I just now, like in my recovery, I feel like I'm not strong enough yet to listen to that music because I know it's gonna put me in a situation or in a mood that I'm gonna regret later. So, yeah, I just can't listen to certain songs or music, you know. Um, and, yeah, and it does bring out, you know, my attitude changes, too. And uh, Johnny sees that, too. So, you know, and um, it's good that, you know, he holds me accountable for that because he's like, you need to change it. And now, you know, when it, music pops up out of nowhere, when I'm, like, cleaning the house or, you know, doing self-care, and then music pops up from when I used to, you know, be out there in my addiction, um, I would change it right away. Because I know it's going to bring up, you know, moods and try to bring out old behavior. And then it's going to start making me think of, you know, past, you know, times when I was out there, you know, partying around. That That's good, though. I mean, to be that self-aware. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really important. It's like, I mean, it's not only with music, but even like people, places, things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
glamorizing like, addiction. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we always and remember that 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 good time. Like, oh man, I remember that time where oh, yeah. this and the, this song came on and it was fun. Yeah. But like this, Joe, our Josiah is always saying, you know, we play that tape to the end, the bitter oh, yeah. end. Then oh, we yeah. realize, oh man, I woke up that next morning, I was sick and I lost this and I didn't have that and you know whatever the case may be. Then the, another part is like uh, Johnny does. Uh, he puts you in check. No, I'm just kidding. Hey. <laughs> oh, God. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Hey, hey. I still got to go home, man. <laughs> it's the other way around. <laughs> right? Are you trying to start a fight here? <laughs> hey, our ratings are going to go up. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, just fight once again. <laughs> You guys want to hear Red's fight? Yeah. Yeah. And in this corner. <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys, I, I only got one queued up, but I'll, I'll get another one while you guys are talking about this one. Uh, okay, ready? Let's so try to guess, guess the name of the song by the lyrics. <laughs> Oh, why'd you stop? <laughs> family. That's Keep a family going. guy. That's hey. a family guy. Right <laughs> okay, so Mama was a looker. Lord, how she shined. Papa was a good'un, but the jealous kind. Papa loved Mama. Mama loved men. Mama's in the graveyard. Papa's in the pen. Johnny Cash. Papa's got a brand new bag. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. You're, you're, he's on the right track. What'd you say? Johnny Cash. Oh. I'll give you the genre. It's country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, we're talking about the mamas and the papa. No, that could be like <laughs> the mamas and the papas, yeah. Well, that sounds like Johnny Cash type country. Johnny, that's because we want. He wants us to call him Johnny Cash. <laughs> Without the cash, <laughs> Johnny Cashless. <laughs> Johnny Cashless. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No. Any guesses? Any guesses whatsoever at all? Ozzy Osbourne. I, oh, ding, 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 ding. Where's my? No, I'm oh. just <laughs> no. That's that Garth Brooks. Okay. Mom, oh. Papa loved Mama. Remember, I was asking Josiah if he heard that song before, and then you know, he said he was a Garth Brooks fan back in the day. And I was like, I can't believe you haven't heard that song. When the thunder rolls. But see, that's, that's, that's how we got to start ta- or started talking about it. Because I said, you know, that's that's about cheating, right? And he was like, no, I thought it was about thunder. <laughs> My, uh... And I said, that's not even the worst. One. Well, at the end, she shoots him, but that's not even the worst one. I said, this one is different. This one is worse because he basically drives a truck through the hotel or something. Or no, I don't know. The lyrics are right there, but <laughs> basically runs her over through a building. Because, uh, well, he's he's my nephew technically, but we grew up like we're right around the same age. Um, but he used to sing that one of the Thunder Rose at my grandma's house. Like he would pull out the the bucket and we would sit in my grandma's like uh, her truck, like in the back, the very back. Remember yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the uh, what's it called? The cab or the not the cab, but the uh, yeah the buck bucket or whatever. Yeah, the back part. But um, yeah, she had a camper yeah. on it, but he would. Pull out his drums and. 
man, this one might be too easy. <clears throat> but we'll give it a shot anyway. Let me find a real, real. Uh, are, we, are we guessing the artist? Or are we? You can guess whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> are we going on with the lyrics? Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the lyrics and then you can see if you can guess the whole thing, the artist oh. and the song. Oh, okay, all right. But you can oh, get wish on. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you had to say. <laughs> Let's go then. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go then. <laughs> oh man, I can't. All of that because. Boy, maybe I shouldn't read that one. That one's a little too explicit. Mm. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk amongst ourselves while I find another one. The only reason why I'm looking is because I was totally unprepared for this. So yeah. No, yeah. Thank you for being transparent with our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know we promote honesty in this, in this podcast. So. Yeah, no. Uh, Look up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> try. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, um, all the ones I'm thinking of probably have the same kind of lyrics. Let me think of something that's. Mm, oh, here we go. How about this one? <laughs> I can okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. They're out to get you. Better leave while you can. Don't want to be a boy. You want to be a man. You want to stay alive. Better do what you can. I don't know. Come on. Any guesses? Avril Levine. Close. (laughs) (laughs) Avril Levine. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever happened to Avril Levine? Oh, no. I haven't heard from her since 2002. Fell in love with a skater boy. (laughs) 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 Metallica. Uh, No. It's probably ACDC. No, it's not rock. We'll tell you that. Oh. It's rap. It's not rap. Country. It's not country. What the? Punk rock. It's. Nope. Not rock. It's not rock. It's classical. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) It is a classic. It's definitely a classic, but not like. Well, I guess old is subjective nowadays. Is it pop? (laughs) It's pop. Oh, what the heck? Hmm. There you go. The doors. No, not that old. <laughs> Aren't they rockers? <laughs> Aren't they rock? Oh, yeah. Pop rock. <laughs> um, They're out to get you. Better leave while you can. Feds. Don't want to be, <laughs> be a boy. You want to be a man. Backstreet Boys. No. <laughs> Spears. No. You guys give up? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you they're out to get you better leave what you can you don't wanna be a boy you wanna be a man you wanna stay alive better do what you can so beat it oh, oh Michael Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson See, it helps a lot when you get the tune with it <laughs> but I, I get that that real deadpan delivery from Josiah cause he reads it just like man that could be anything <laughs> alright well we'll try one more let me think here let me see something that's right up in there um, okay. I'm trying to think of like a popular song that skater boy <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Okay, here we go. How about this one? Okay, okay. Chill out. What you yelling for? Lay back. It's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you will see I like you the way you are. That's Avril Lavigne, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody finally got I'm one. Singing in my head. <laughs> Somebody finally got one. I mean, we've been doing this for what two years now. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever got one on the first guest. <laughs> oh yeah. So what's the song then? Uh, it was the same one Johnny was singing, wasn't it? What's one? What's one? Skater boy. Yeah, isn't it? <clears throat> no. no. Um. What was your oh, other man. hit? <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Why do you have to go and make <laughs> things so complicated? There you complicated. <laughs> Jeez, this guy still has the CD. <laughs> <laughs> now 13. <laughs> oh, that's what I was saying. Now 13. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She knew the artist, but this guy knew all the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so it's yeah. on their rotation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of um, their playlist for that. So that was that. That was our little our little warm up. Is there anything else, you guys? Any burning desires, as they say? Burning no, sir. Desires. All right. Well, let's get into our topic then. So somebody want to say? <laughs> I mean, not that he says it like that, but, you know, because <laughs> he's going to listen to this and say, what'd you say? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. Okay, see, I want to try to do two things at once. It's impossible. Trying to hit one bird with two stones. That's trying to impossible. hit. Yeah. <laughs> Hold huh? my brain just went. <laughs> 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 you, you, it, you broke my internet. <laughs> All right, anyway, hit me with that B. Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. (laughs) Okay, so today, this being the eighth month of the year, we will be going through step eight. And uh, I'll read it real quick, and then we'll go through, um, or we'll listen to what Josiah has left us, and then we'll go from there. How about that, peoples? Yeah. So, step, freaking Lutely. step eight has to do with forgiveness. Uh, we made a list of people who were hurt by our drinking and went and want to make up for these hurts. Uh, and I'll just read a little bit of the description here step eight helps us start to mend the wreckage and debris of our relationships with other people which resulted from our drinking and drugging in step eight we acknowledge in a good way that we hurt people while we while we were drinking or drugging we come to this on our own no one can force us to be willing to make amends or it will create further harm in step eight we prepare we prepare the ground to actually make amends in step nine so uh, and with that, uh, like I said, Josiah couldn't be with us this evening, but he did leave his take, and we shall listen to his pre-recorded message right now. And here we go. 
Yo, 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 it's Mo Hugs Not Drugs coming to you live on recording episode 92. This is how we're gonna do here. Hear me flow in the 2022. Blessed is the man, hand in hand we stand. Ready to battle, bringing a light to the shadow, bringing a positive vibe as I get lyrical. All you wanna do is get cynical. Uh Hey. I just had to do that on y'all for a real quick one time here on episode nine two nine two nine two. That's how we do <laughs> unspoken words, baby. We're here. We're live. Correct. I had to come in a little bit earlier uh, just to record my piece because uh, I got some things I got to handle. Uh, my wife's grandmother passed, so um, busy with that. You know, showing support, being there for the fam, and everything. So. Uh, appreciate any prayers coming our way definitely appreciate all of our listeners out there all you uh, unspoken words disciples spreading the unspoken words gospel billy graham style appreciate that uh first of all uh just wanted to give a shout out to johnny appleseed on one year hey Victory song. One year. One year walking the red road, man. That's awesome, Johnny. Proud of you. And I know I reached out to you. Last week, gave you a shout out, some words of encouragement. Man, just keep going. Just keep going on your walk on the red road. It's a beautiful thing. And I know your lady T is on, you know, she's walking the red road. Y'all doing your thing, working on doing what you guys need to do to get your family established again. Man, it's a beautiful thing, man. And I appreciate both y'all coming in tonight. Hopefully y'all made it. And I'm just not talking out of my ass here but uh no i had to come in early and um yeah shout out to johnny appleseed man appreciate you thanks for checking in with unspoken words as you going on your journey man that's beautiful it's a beautiful thing like i was saying um well i'll get into this here with uh step eight and just my little reflection there on step eight and where I guess like I'll just read the, what it says here right here out of the Red Road to Albrighty book on step eight we made a list of people who were hurt by our drinking and want to make up for these hurts uh, that it's tough man it's really really tough it's like it's a really tough thing to do to step back to step back and really just um, really just take an honest look at yourself. It's a tough pill to swallow and be like, yes, I did these things. I did these terrible things. I did this, did these terrible things to the people that I love. And I need to, I need to be willing to make amends for that. I need to own that in order to make amends. I have to own it that I did these things. I can't 
point fingers. I can't blame so-and-so and be like, well, if she would have said this or if she didn't do this, I would then I wouldn't do this. No, no, that's BS, man. That's total BS. Because um, that's how I was in my addiction. That's what fed my addiction was that blaming, uh, projecting, deflecting those defense mechanisms that kept me in my addiction. So I can't be that way. If I'm going to walk the red road, I got to own it. I got to own that wholeheartedly. And, you know, this step eight really takes me back to when I was fresh out of treatment back in the fall of 2015. Uh, Once I got some water. 2015, fresh out of treatment. And I really wasn't prepared to for this step. So I just kind of uh, kept to myself, my family, my kids, my wife. And I got out like in October of 2015. And I didn't even go to any like Thanksgiving meals aside from the one that we had at our house. Christmas time, I, I didn't go see anybody. I just stayed at the house and opened presents with my kids and you know, the wife and kid wanted to go, you know, see her side of family. And I was cool. I was like, yeah, go ahead, go. I'm just going to chill. Like, I didn't go see my side of family. Like, I I wasn't ready because, like, I was just, like, fresh, you know, fresh out of recovery. I mean, fresh out of addiction into recovery, walking the red road. I really wanted to get um, used to just me and my own skin because I wasn't ready to... I wasn't ready to accept all the things that I really did and to the people I love, like my parents and my siblings. Uh, and I wasn't like in a place to like really ask for forgiveness. Um, it was, I just wasn't there. And so I didn't want to be around them. And also another thing, like I don't think like I was ready to accept them for who they were. That was just like another part of that, why I just kind of kept to myself. And um, eventually, you know, after the holidays and I think like my birthday is like right after holidays. So at my birthday, you know, invited everybody out to go eat and stuff and uh, did that. And first time around them soberly and just talked about where I was with them as I'm walking this red road, you know, just really had a honest conversation with them and. Uh, and then move forward from there. And the biggest part, especially like with my kids, my wife and my parents and siblings was that living amends. So continually showing them that I'm walking the red road, that I am in recovery and I know there's going to be doubt in their minds at times, but that's none of my business. That has nothing to do, like I can't control that. So that's outside of me, their thoughts. And I know if like, I remember one time, it was like I was two years into recovery, I was upset over something and I had an argument with my parents about this issue and I was calling them out on it because I felt, you know, um, some hurt feelings Um, and so I called them out on it and their first response was, are you drinking? And I was like, no, like 
you know, that was the first thing from my mind. But they that showed me, even though I had been walking the red road, because um, that's how I would act in my addiction, you know, frequently I'd argue with the people that were close to me, uh, my loved ones. And so that's where their mind went right away. And so even with my wife, you know, we, like, I guess probably like six months into my recovery, we split. We had already been divorced at the time, and we split back up because we got back together when I got out of treatment, that whole, that whole spiel. <laughs> and so anyway, um, so we weren't together for like two years. Of my, that first two, two years of my recovery, we weren't together. We got back together, and, and we are you know, working on our relationship and um, really just trying to move forward as a family. And we, she hadn't, we had, you know, at this point I'm almost like three years into my recovery. I'm getting there, you know, I'm almost, I'm getting close to three years of my recovery and she hadn't heard from me for a couple hours. And um, because I was busy at work and, you know, meetings and just speaking with other people, what, what have you. And when I got home that night, uh, we had this conversation. She said, man, I, I, when I didn't hear from you for a couple hours today, uh, I was like three, four hours or something. I was busy at work. And she said, the first thing I thought of was that you were drinking. Uh, and that's just part of like years of putting my family through my loved ones, the people that are closest to me, putting them through hell, putting them through that worry coming against them, lashing out at them in my addiction, in my drunken stupors. Um, that's where their minds went. And I probably don't doubt it that they still hold that kind of in the back of their minds. Like um, if I'm kind of acting out of character, they're like, oh, it's guy drinking. That's probably where their minds go because years of drinking will make a skeptic out of anyone, as it says in the big book. And so, you know, I just bring that up because I want to continually live out that um, living amend, um, living amen. Oh, I can't even think of it. But yeah, continue like just through my walk on a red road, continually prove to those that love me, those that are closest to me, you know, my wife, my kids, my my mother, my siblings, I want to continue to prove to them, you know, hey, I'm walking the red road. And it's not to, like, prove them wrong or, like, I have a chip on my shoulder or nothing like that, but a living amends. That's what I was, that's the term I was looking for. Living amends. That by walking the red road, I'm just continually reassuring them that I'm good. And I know that that's what they want from me. Today, I know that. But in my, in... My addiction, I didn't understand that, you know, because they were coming against something that I loved and that I held dearly to me. Now it's that the vodka, the alcohol. It was always there for me. So when they started coming against that, I, I took it a personal, a personal attack on me and I lashed out and I said some terrible things, horrible things. And so, you know, just that that's kind of what was really hitting me initially with this step eight. Um, but, you know, this is a process for me, step eight. Uh, I initially did identify some individuals that I hurt through my addiction and my drinking. And I, um, 
apologize and ask for forgiveness uh, as I was going through as I got to step eight and nine and because step eight prepares you for step nine step nine you actually go out and try to make amends if it if it doesn't cause further harm um so with that in mind you know this step eight is constant is a constant with me it's ongoing because even now um because i'm human uh i'll i'll hurt somebody's feelings with my words or my actions and i'll 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 be the first one to admit that i'm wrong and i'll go make amends immediately i'll say my bad man i'm sorry uh and i'll say man can you forgive me i and you know for the most part like i do it um unintentionally like i'm so focused on something whatever the task i'm doing i'm so focused on that that i'll unintentionally step on someone's toes you know like figuratively like and hurt their feelings so i'll go back and like man i'm sorry i was so focused on doing this that i didn't realize you were trying to talk to me or trying to get my attention i'm sorry i wasn't trying to like be snobby or you know um uh i wasn't trying to be somehow with them i was just because that's kind of one of my things is like once i get going on a task especially as like a physical thing like setting up for an event or something man i'm focused i'm like don't talk to me i'm i know what i need to do get out of my way <laughs> it's probably something that i should be working on and you know taking a mental note right now as i'm talking about it but uh yeah that's um step eight man it's powerful it is powerful and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to be released from that. We admit it that we did these things. We take ownership that we did these things. And then we seek reconciliation. We seek to, we seek out that forgiveness. Uh, because ultimately, one thing that really helped me with step eight was that knowing that my higher power, Akbaritia, forgave me already and so knowing that was empowerment for me knowing that my creator has already forgiven me for these things that I've done then it just made it a little bit more easier to go to people individuals that I've hurt and be like you know what in the throes of my addiction I did these things and I hurt you um, I apologize. Can you forgive me? It's hard, but it is. It's is a really hard thing to do. Really hard thing to admit. Really a tough pill to swallow. But knowing that Baratia has forgiven me already um, was like just fuel for that fire to like. Okay, I need to go do this. I'm gonna go do it. And so, <clears throat> you know, that's that's just my take on step eight. Um, but the step eight is really for me taking ownership of that. Those those things, those terrible things that I did. Taking ownership of that. Yep, I did that. Yes, that happened. Uh, I'm not doing it today, but I must go seek reconciliation. I must go ask for forgiveness, you know, and not going into step nine. But I just like to close out my my spiel here. With the prayer, the step eight prayer, um, creator, 
Help me to meditate on each instance of my past that I may see the truth. Creator, I pray for each and every relation I must approach at this time. Great Spirit, my sacred hoop is broken. Please guide me in healing others' hoops that I have broken. Creator, help me to focus on my part in these wicked link, weakest links of my life. Uh-ho. Um, so yeah, that's my spiel. And like I said, um, I'm not able to join the crew once again this week, back to back, two weeks in a row. But uh, I, you know, I need to be there for the fam, uh, the in-laws and stuff. And, you know, and I just really appreciate any prayers from our listeners out there for um, <clears throat> Turns Plenty Gone family as they, you know, you know, pay their respects and um, say their last goodbyes here on this earth as their matriarch has made their journey to the other side camp and appreciate any prayers in that for them during this time it's difficult and you know i prayers back to you for all those that are you know willing to offer up some prayers for the fam in that in that manner um so yeah thank you unspoken words i'll be in next week episode 93 episode 93 i'll be there uh, keep spreading unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style, all over flatters. All right. Mo Hugs, Not Drugs is out. See you next week. Appreciate y'all. Chinook. Ah, uh, hey. Hit, 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 hit. Okay, good talk. Thank you for joining us for episode 892. Episode <laughs> 92. Is that a wrap? Yeah. That's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk. Okay. What say uh, you? Oh. <laughs> oh, we had to get old Karen in there because missing Josiah Mofia. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was great. Um, and of course, you know, uh, all of our thoughts and prayers are out there with you uh, and oh, yes. your wife's family yes. in during this difficult time. Um, but before I get into uh, any more about Step 8, I wanted to read a little bit more. Um, and, and Step 8, like, I wanted to jump ahead, like, you know, and start actually talking about making amends. But I think this is just the preparing the groundwork. Um, basically, like he said, admitting it and, and making a list and the inventories that we did in, what, 5 and 6? Checking it twice. And that's what I was going to say. <laughs> making a list and checking it twice. Exactly. That, yeah, that's exactly what it is, too. Oh, yeah. But, uh Anyway, <clears throat> uh, I just wanted to read this one paragraph. If we truly want to make up for the hurts we caused, then we pray for forgiveness to be present in the amends we will do with each person. Others may or may not forgive us for what we have done. That's none of our business. It's in the Creator's hands. But through our desire to make amends, we open the door so that the blockages of anger, resentment, and hate can be put aside on all sides. No matter what method is chosen to make amends, the amends process usually has two parts. Part one, apologizing for our own hurtful behavior. Part two, asking what we can do to restore harmony and balance. Some amends might only involve words, but others might involve action. And so with that, I, I, I can kick this off. Is that, uh, Like I said, I wanted to jump ahead, you know, when, when I 
when I first started reading it and but I'll, I'll wait I'll let step nine take care of step nine and just focus on step eight and for me like it, it was it's plainly obvious like it was it was obvious to me for a long time even before I stopped using it was the you know the fact that I was hurting people especially you know when I said this a thousand times before and it bears repeating like I was like a grenade so that when I went off, the people that hurt the most were the ones who were closest to me. Yeah. yeah. Right? So that's that's how I think of it. And those are the people that I think of and I start with. But if ticking I, time bomb. Yeah. But it but if I'm, you know, really being truly honest and digging into a deeper level, I'll also realize that ripple effect. Yeah. And like, okay, so Obviously, I hurt the ones who were closest to me, but then, you know, I hurt uh, the, the community or um, my Abzalagar and Nakoda Nation or indigenous people as a whole or even, you know, this country, this world, this universe, right? Like so, and, and it's, it's a tough pill to swallow because at the center of that, there's, that's me. I did that. I made those choices. I did I took those actions, and it—it's it, a tough thing to have to say. Yeah, that was me. Um, but I think you know, Josiah talked about those defense mechanisms and stuff. If we lay those aside, I think it truly does pave the way for peace. Yeah. Um, and, and forgiveness, as I said, also is—it's not about the person being forgiven it's about the forgiver right like so if if you forgive somebody for something that they've done to you that puts you at peace the other person you know that's like you know he said before too is like that's that's outside of us and all we can handle is you know our side you know clean our side of the street and so um one of the biggest when i think the first person that needed to be on my list was me yep Exactly. Right, like it, it starts with me well, yeah. because I was so hard on myself. It's a, even to this day, like just small, minor things, it, it kind of eats away at me. Yep. Like you know, it's trying to be such a perfectionist, perfectionist in, in things that I do, and I've always been really, really hard on myself. Only because I think that's a direct result of trauma that I experienced as uh, in my development as a child, but. In any case, that I, I, I believe that it has to start with me, and then again, I go outwards, right? Start with the people closest with me, and then keep going from there, and, and start exploring that ripple effect. But to really dig deep inside of myself, because if I'm no good to me, then how can I be good to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so... I, I think it's important to kind of mention that process of, that it, that it has to begin with me and then go from out because ultimately, like, how can I ask for your forgiveness? Like, will you forgive me for doing this to you when I don't even forgive myself? Yeah. Yep. Like, I'm asking you to do something I'm not even willing to do myself. Yep. And so, for me, that's where it starts, and that's you know, and I'll I'll throw it up there for you guys. If you got anything to add or piggyback off that, go ahead. <clears throat> I think, you know, you you said something in the end there where I've asked for forgiveness, but do I even forgive myself? Um, And I've made it public that I have been in therapy. Um, 
was two times a week, but now down to one because of things that I've gone through in the, you know, um, yeah. not wanting to, I think like for, for this year, I've been really intentional in, in seeking emotional healing. Um, but that's what we found out at my last appointment was that there was a part of me that was clinging to the past. Yeah. And because I was clinging to the past, here I am like today, Randy is this man who does all these good things, right? Like is this good person that, that is doing a lot of positive work uh, in himself and also in the community. And, but there was always that part of me that kind of stayed alive. And that was like who I used to be. You know, I know I said it jokingly earlier, but, but being that, that person that was full of anger and, and full of hurt and full of pain, um, basically living a lie for most of my life, right? Like, because I thought that that was the path. And the thing, like, with me was what I found out was, like, I never thought that I would live this long. But now that I have made it this far, I realize I have to put feet to my prayers, right? Like, I have to walk out my prayer. I have to walk out what I'm seeking. So if I'm intentional in my emotional healing, then I have to be intentional about facing the destruction that I've caused in the past. But not only do I have to be intentional and face the destruction that I caused in the past, I also have to be willing to give myself that same grace and mercy that I afford other people. Does that make sense? Like I'm able to pour into people, but I wasn't able to receive that same grace for myself. And it even led to me like this week, less than a week ago, like I heard one of the nearest and dearest people to me because of something that I said. And I'll be like, I'll be honest, like, man, it took everything for me to apologize. And I did apologize. And this, this person that's near and dear to me was like, I already forgave you. But at the same time, I know that the relationship has not been the same. Because of a part of me that hasn't healed yet. And it's not on them, it's on me. You know? But also realizing like, yo, like I got to do my part. And the rest is up to God. Um, So my prayer last night was like, God, like I'm so tired of hurting. Like you have called me to empower people. Like, your word literally says to, 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 you have anointed me to bring good news. And if you've anointed me and called me to bring the good news, God forgive me for being a bearer of bad news, which we often mistake for keeping it real. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I bought, I, I had gotten into the habit of being a bearer of bad news like how are you feeling today oh you want to know how i feel this is how i feel when really i serve a god who already forgave me like josiah said you know i I serve a god that gives out hope when when you're feeling hopeless i serve a god that gives life when everything in you is saying die and how can i give life out if i'm not living myself right so I prayed last night, and I'm like, God, like, you have called me to, to bring good news, and, and you've called me to empower those that I come across. I'm like, you have to change me, though, from the inside. Mm. 
you, God, I've done everything I can. You changed my heart. Because I'm tired of having to go and make amends with people that I've wronged, right? Like, there there has to come a point, like, I'm 39 years old, like, I cannot continue to make the same mistake with my mouth that I have for the past 39 years. There has to come a point in time where I grow into the man that God has called me to be and be that person that says, hey, if I wronged you, be able to look at you in your face and say, man, I'm sorry, bro. Like, I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm sorry, Tanya. Like, I'm sorry for misrepresenting my God and and who I am. Because he's called me to live free. But not only that, also, God, teach me how to love myself and receive the same mercy that I show others. And I think a lot of this comes down to loving yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of people have forgiven us for all of our wrongs. But I know for me, the part that kept staying alive was me carrying around guilt, shame, pain for the destruction that my actions have caused. But you know, like, I believe in Jesus, right? Like, when Jesus was on a cross, they offered him wine and vinegar, and he declined. But wine and vinegar in that day and time was a pain reliever. So if Jesus partook in the wine and the vinegar that was offered to him, we wouldn't have authority over the pain that we've gone through today. But because he willingly chose to die upon that cross without taking that wine and vinegar, us as believers have authority over the pain and the shame that's associated with that pain. Does that make sense? Yeah. And when I looked at it from that perspective, like, bro, like today was different. Like I can feel it, like have like spiritual surgery, right? Like that's kind of like, sorry to like take it the wrong way, but like that's kind of like my journey, bro. Like on, on like going and, and making amends with people and saying like, yo, like being man enough to be like, man, I was wrong. And you're right. I've hurt the people that were nearest and dearest to me. Saying things out of pain and frustration because I failed to love myself. So even though I pour into others and I love others and I, and I show mercy and grace to others, behind closed doors, I'm not showing it to myself. And I think, like, for me, that's a tough lesson to learn, especially being intentional in this time of healing for myself. That's my, that, that's my take. And that is keeping it real. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll let you guys speak here in a second, but but you reminded me, of, well, actually, it's something that's been on my mind when you were talking about um, the book you read and, and the guy saying this group that they, they, they keep shame and guilt. Yeah. Because that's what I feel like you want me to feel. Yeah. Right? Like, you, oh, man, I, I, know, I, know, what, I know what you said. I know exactly what you said. Um, and, and, but that, that changed everything, right? That was a game changer for me. And I'm glad you brought it up when you did, because I think that's kind of, 
it goes in line with what you were just now saying is that in order to prove that I am um, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm on the yeah, I'm sorry, and I'm walking the right on the, on the right path. I should feel that because that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, right. But at the same time, that doesn't serve anybody. It sure, surely doesn't serve myself if I'm if what I'm trying to do is improve each day as a human being, holding on to shame and guilt for the sake of somebody else and their thoughts and feelings. It doesn't 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 help them. Doesn't help me. And that was a game changer for me. And I'm glad you brought it up. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> who's first? <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When you're when you're talking about Jesus and declining uh the wine and vinegar because it was a painkiller i just kind of looked at myself and uh saw how i would uh try to mask my pain with alcohol and drugs and how you know now i'm declining that and you know at the beginning of this recovery how it was uh it was tough and you know going through the emotions and all that stuff you know like like uh Growing up in our cultural ways, you know, like not being able to um, express our emotions and our feelings, you know, that was one thing that wasn't manly. And, you know, nowadays, you know, learning, unlearning that, that belief and then, you know, learning new things, you know, that it's all right for a man to express his emotions and his feelings and, you know, let it out instead of, you know, what you were talking about, JC, being a grenade, you know, or being a ticking time bomb building up that you know that's what I used to do I used to stuff everything and eventually it would blow up and you know I was a runner so my bomb would turn into me running away from everything and not facing nothing and you know and with this year you know it was it was tough but um it showed me that I could get through what I I can get through life without running to alcohol and drugs and um you know, asking God and, you know, my, my foundation, you know, my, you know, the people surrounded by me, you know, you, Randy, JC, Josiah, you know, everybody in those rooms, you know, you know, those, uh, that's God's gift, you know, just letting me know that I'm not alone in this, in this battle. And, you know, and I just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful today where I'm at where I used to be and um you know I got this year and I was afraid to get here but um now that I got here it's just like another day you know I I know I still have a, a lot more growing to do you know I got a lot more to go uh, this ain't this ain't the end you know this is the beginning something great I got a lot more growing to do so awesome thank you yes. for that uh, reflection um, Ice tea <laughs> <laughs> hey, What say um, you? Man um, Just you know I'm still kind of early in my recovery um, But Looking back at you know In my active addiction with alcohol um, I was I was bad you know like with um, Just hurting a lot of people You know along the way on During my addiction And um and I never thought I was in the wrong, you know, like I would be like, oh, I did it because they did this to me, you know, and I never thought, you know, 
that I was never in the wrong. You know, I always felt like, no, they have to apologize to me first, you know. But now that I'm, you know, in recovery and working on myself and with my anger and everything else, I can sit here today and say I was the problem in a lot of those situations, you know, and um, not forcing, you know, to make amends, but just praying about it and, you know, and um, being patient, you know, with others that I've harmed because, you know, like, I just, you know, let go and let God, you know, and man, and within this five and a half months, you know, I've made a lot of amends with a lot of those that were, you know, closest to me that I've hurt along the way. And, um, yeah, and it just, I didn't force anything, you know, I didn't, I didn't have no control over it, you know, in the past, I used to, like, have, like, to have control over everything, I never thought I was in the wrong, or, you know, and um, now that being in recovery, you know, and just praying about everything, and, you know, and not forcing anything, and just taking everything one day at a time, and being patient, you know, making amends to others, it just happened on God's timing, and, you know, and, um, yeah, and, you know, like, just like Josiah said, you know, he put his family through a lot, and I've also did too, you know, as a mother, you know, I've put my kids through a lot, a lot of trauma, and, you know, and all I can do is be patient with them, you know, and be understanding and show them today that, you know, I am working on myself and being, you know, becoming a better me, you know, and, um, in order to forgive others, I have to forgive myself. Just like that saying, like, in order to take care of others, you got to take care of yourself first. Or, you know, in order to love others, you got to love yourself, you know. And, um, yeah, and I really, you know, take that, you know, like, seriously now, you know, because before my first attempts at sobriety, I pretty much, you know, put on a facade and just faked it till I made it. But this recovery, you know, um, I'm actually putting in the effort, into my recovery as much effort as I did into my addiction and you know and I'm you know interacting and engaging you know in like recovery-based activities out in the community and you know just helping others the way others helped me in my recovery you know and um yeah and just you know making amends is really huge for me too because you know um like, yeah, it's something I can't force. It's, you know, it's only something I can pray about, you know, and be patient and on God's timing, everything, you know, will fall back into place with, you know, forgiveness, you know, and just like that saying, you know, um, forgive others as I forgave you is really huge on me too. Um, and yeah, and just, just, you know, I'm pretty much apologizing for what I've done and, you know, my actions, you know, and all I can do is, you know, just make amends and, you know, clear the, like, my side of the street, you know, for my peace, you know, it's, I can't force others to be like, okay, yeah, I forgive you, no, um, it's just how they feel, you know, but as long as I've, you know, make amends with them and tell them, like, hey, I'm really sorry for what I've done, you know, that I was in my alcohol addiction then, and now I'm in my recovery, you know, and those, you know, like, being in recovery, you know, like, I just, you know, I'm not, how was that saying, like, I'm not who I am, you know, when I'm in my addiction, I'm a different person today, like, in recovery, I'm a better person today, you know, and I wouldn't have done that if I, you know, while in recovery, you know, that was a whole different person while in addiction. 
and you know like pretty much you know those aren't my intentions you know and yeah and it's just I really do take um forgiveness seriously you know um it takes a lot of patience you know but you know as long as I make amends and say sorry to those that I've hurt you know it will bring me peace on my side of the the road so yeah and that's that's really ultimately what it's about Randy's always talking about it to you like to hold on to your peace your peace yeah not the other because um, it doesn't matter who you who we're thinking of who we're talking about some people that we've wronged or hurt or whatever however you want to put it um, doesn't matter who they are when when we work on our peace when we work on ourselves then they benefit right like so like when we go to like when I went to treatment uh, I don't know if it was the first second third fourth time whatever but I remember somebody one of those counselors saying why are you here? And I would say, oh, I'm here for my kids. Or oh, I'm here for, yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they say, no, 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 no. You got to be here for you. For yourself. For yeah. you. It took me a long time to um, get that, you know, like, well, I do love my, you know, my family. Or my grandma, you know, I'm here for my grandma. It's like, no, you're, you're not here for her. You're here for you. Because, and, but, and, and the th- reason is, is because when I grow and I, and I'm really, you know, striving towards becoming a a better person and working on that inner peace, then they benefit whether I like it or not, whether I intended to or not, they're always going to benefit. And and so, I mean, it's, it's an important thing to like, you, you touched on it earlier to you is that, that I, there's nothing I can do about how they react. I mean, that that's not on me. That's not on us. Um, and another thing I wanted to say too is that this is the reason why I like this kind of format. It's almost like a, like a talking circle, right? Yeah. 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 And, and so, doesn't matter where we are in our walk. Did you say five months? We got a year. Yeah. Randy's got what seven? Yeah. Seven. I got eight. <clears throat> but we're all basically doing the same thing, yeah. right? Like we're on the same path. And, and so, like I can relate to everything you said and I learned a lot. I can relate yeah. to everything you said. Obviously, obviously, obviously <laughs> some, a little bit, just a, a little bit, you know, and obviously Randy, Randy. and Josiah, yeah. you know, and that's why I like this. And, and I think that's why it kind of, um, it, it resonates with a lot of people who are listening because I mean, for me, it's not so much, uh, abstaining from drugs and alcohol. But they're they're like life lessons, right? You can apply yeah. them to so many different things. It's just that right now our focus is that disease that we struggle with, yeah. uh, that addiction. But we can apply it to so many different things, like our our, our work, our work life, uh, our our social yeah. life, or you know whatever the case <clears throat> may be. Like how you used to uh, react to certain you know certain situations and stopping yourself from your old reaction. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly how. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And so, I mean, that's why I like it. That's why I always, you know, uh, I like listening to other people, um, because I I, I learn so much. Yeah, and I, I learn so much from you two, Randy, Josiah, everybody I listen to, and 
<laughs> I have a, ten, a tendency to just kind of sit there and listen and kind of okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, you know, like for here, like in our purposes for this, you know, this podcast, you know, we want to kind of condense it a little bit because yeah. otherwise, you know, um, me, Randy, and Josiah, man, we can have three-hour episodes. <laughs> yeah. If we had the time and, you know, because we just go, because we just go off, you yeah, know? Yeah. We just feed off of each other like that. And then that's important, too, is like to surround yourself with like-minded people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and say, like, if you want to see where you're at, look at the people that you're around all yeah. the time yes. or the people that you want to you wanna be around. Or yeah. like, man... This guy's got it together. I want to get, you know, hang around with him. I want to, you know, do the things he's doing. Or there's the other side of that where these people are doing negative things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Josiah and Randy are always saying, you hang around the barbershop long enough, you're, you're going to get a haircut. Yeah. 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 So what kind of, what kind of, what kind of uh, hairstyle do you want? More. Basically is what, <laughs> what we're asking. <laughs> yeah. But uh, making amends or well, actually laying the groundwork, I think, is probably the toughest part because yeah. then you have to mm-hmm. go through that inner self, right? No, that was the hardest part was uh, forgiving myself for all the pain I caused and not only to my family but to myself too. And, you know, like letting go of that, just finally letting go of that one day, you know, like, man, you know, there's nothing I can do about the past. The only thing I can do is just keep moving forward. So yeah. I'm just going to keep being better than I was yesterday. And the thing about forgiveness, too, is what a lot of people don't realize is that sometimes you have to do it on a daily basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I forgave myself yesterday, but today I'm going to go back and, yeah, oh, man, yeah, I'm going to try to take yeah. it back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now, okay, now i got to forgive myself again. Kind of fall back yeah. into that hole sometimes. So, you know, sometimes you have to do it. All, I mean, uh, we talked about this on the podcast before. There are some things that we are going to have to deal with for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, but that's yep. okay. That's fine. That's just the 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 human the, the nature of a human being. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Touche. 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 No, but I think like one of the things that I'm finding out too, like even in therapy, right? Like, so once I started going through therapy, like I I became like super sensitive. Yeah. Puzzle. You know, like super yeah. sensitive to everything and everybody. Like when when they say something, it's like what, and then I get short. Yeah, and then I say like, and, and even like going back to like the person that I hurt last week, like bro, like it hurt me that I hurt them. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> because I'm like, man, like I love you, like like you're like this huge person in my life, and, and I love you with everything because you've shown love to me when I was at my bottom. Yeah. And I hurt you with some words that I said because, because you were close to me. Like, because, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even, and I think that's a hard thing, like, when, especially when you're in recovery, is like, to hurt those that are closest to us. Yes. Whether the intention is good or, or not, like, I, I don't know how to even say it. It's like, it, it like, this conversation that I had with this person was a good conversation until I said what I said. And then it's like, man, like I can't even take that back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I spend like, and then I'm like, man, like I'm so sudden, like even praying, like, man, God, I don't like who I've been. Yeah. Um, I don't like who I've been. You know, why did, why did you make me this way? But then at the same time, like changing my perspective of like, okay, like, I know you've made it this way, God. Teach me to love what you love and, and yeah, yeah. not like what you don't like. You know? 
Yep. Um, but also, rather than cut people down, use me to build people up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm good at cutting people down. And it don't take no gift to cut nothing down, right? Like, all you got to do is, is open your mouth, you yeah. know, yeah. like, and say something hurtful and, and really destroy a person's walk. Yeah. But what's harder to do is to find the gold inside each and every person that we encounter. Mm-hmm. And that changes your perspective. Because now I'm able to look at people through the lens of the father. Yeah. Rather than through the lens of Randy. Because when I do that, I end up hurting people. Who's Randy? Pod Gotti. Oh, that guy. Number number 83. (laughs) Number 83 in your program, but number one in your heart. (laughs) But you know what I mean, though? Like that. And that's like what, like. That's what therapy does, though. Yeah. It, it yeah. exposes your heart, and it, and it exposes, like, all these areas that we need to work on where previously we used uh, substances in, in the place of actually walking through that emotion. Yeah, numbing, numbing all that up. Yeah. That self-medication. Yeah. yeah. That bottle therapy. So oh, it yeah. may be sensitive, but so is a cut when it first happens, right? Yeah. And eventually, once you once you you know you get stitched up or you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like man, to make that scar as minimal as it can, it's like okay, man, I've been through things that hurt me, but allow me to use my pain for a good, uh, greater glory, right? Like yeah. Yeah. great, like you allow me to use my pain not in not in a reason to hurt others, but to build others up. Yeah, oh, yes. you know, Amen. so yeah. <laughs> in order to keep what you're getting, you got to give it back. Yes. Per exactly. Per exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for those words of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. But uh so yeah, we'll kinda wrap it up here. Is there anything else you got on your mind? Anything Oh, watch the watch is yellow except our TP. No, um, I think one thing that was hard for me, just like Josiah said, was um the ownership yeah. of yeah. you know hurting yes. others. Yeah, that was really like hard for me was owning up to my actions and what I've caused, all the pain and hurt that I've caused because I never thought I was in the wrong. Believe and, um, me when I say she says sorry, I look at her like, who are you and what did you do with my wife? Because <laughs> 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 yeah. that was hard for her. That was really hard for yeah, her. Yeah, just my pride and my ego, you know. Um, oh, I know all about those yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, so just working on myself daily, you know, um, and just taking everything one day at a time, you know. Um, I still have a lot to work on, but I did make some pro- um, progress. So I always tell myself, progress, not perfection. That's exactly what yes. it is. One yes. day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that, that's, uh, I think that's David um, Blaine. Yeah, just kidding. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the magic guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, sir. Uh, we You heard it here first. That was step eight, episode Ninety two, <laughs> like we said, eight, episode eighty three. <laughs> <laughs> the Sean Stevenson episode. The Sean Stevenson, wherever you may be, this episode was dedicated to you. So, now that we've taken care of that, um, 
Johnny got got a year what? July twenty sixth. July twenty sixth. July twenty sixth. Got your coin. Did you have yeah. some cake? Yeah, got some cake from my G at White Eagle. I was the bomb. Cake and ice cream. Uh, it's crazy too because uh, I shared the same sobriety birthday with um, Dean Spotted Eagle. Wick. Wick on Facebook. Okay. That, was, that was pretty. That was uh, I never ran into that before. So the same day. Huh? Yeah, same day, and he's had his year on me, but it's crazy. That's all right. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Yeah, yes, yes sir. <laughs> uh, see that. That's uh, Josiah when he hit five years. I gave him that coin. Nice. I I can't even remember where I got it, but there's like a cutout of a hand, and it's like this. You know, <laughs> yeah. Five years. Okay. <laughs> five years. He didn't appreciate it because he just left it there. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, he's listening to this probably later on this evening. Total so. recall. <laughs> no, but I thought it was funny because it it had that cutout of a hand. That's good. Five years. This many. This many. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, year, congratulations, man. Keep yeah, yeah. Good congratulations. Work. We'll be oh, keeping yeah. an eye on your significant other over here, Miss Ice T in the house. <laughs> yeah. We'll have her back during her her one year. Yeah. Yes. Shindig, and I expect some cake, too. At the uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bring, bring your cake here. We'll celebrate here. Yeah. <laughs> but man, it's pretty warm in here, toasty. Oh, man. And yes. I, I, I went on into the hallway. My face is extra greasy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> extra sparkly. <laughs> Make some fry bread. Make some fry bread. So, yeah. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. I wanted to get your take on uh, BG. Oh, yeah, that kind of sucks. I think it's kind of expected, though. I mean, that's what um, they're expecting. Brittany Griner got yeah, nine years nine for years. basically oh, a man. residue or just a little bit of uh, oil in her. Vape, uh, cartridge or whatever, and oh so it, what, what's crazy though is that the, um, they said that's in Russia, right? Yeah, they yeah. they said uh, what was the charge? Um, something like drug smuggling with intent. What? Yeah. What are you gonna do with with a residue a, with the with a couple of drops? Dang. Basically, start a start a revolution, which is why she got so much time. There goes her career. Well, they're gonna. Prisoner swapper for another guy. Oh, that's, really? that's in prison here in uh, in the United States, a Russian uh, guy. So hopefully she gets out. But um, and I know a lot of people are all up in arms, you know, in this country anyway, saying, "Oh, how could Russia do that? They're so, you know, I mean, they can say what they want about Russia, but people of color have been getting mm-hmm. punishments yeah. like that for almost the same thing here in this country." Yeah. Yeah, I think, and then you also have people who call themselves patriots on the flip side of the coin saying, oh, well, she got what she deserved because she was, uh, she didn't honor the national anthem, now she wants to be free, and you know what I mean? Like, man, you see those comments on social media, and it's like, I told one guy, I was like, man, like, just say you're racist, it's easier and straight to the point. (laughs) Because he kept going on this spill about him being a patriot, and, and what gets me so mad about these people is like, they believe like that's Christian-like because a lot of them are believers, man. They serve a different type of Jesus, bro, like because they equate loving their country with loving Christ. Hmm. 
and that's the wrong representation yeah. of Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I think trying to break that mold, like a, a like that religious mindset, is crazy because like these people actually believe what they're pushing. You know, um, but you look at somebody like Brittany, and it's like, man, she don't. I don't care who she is. She doesn't deserve to do nine years. Um, whether I agree with what she has or not, that's beside the point. What I see is it's a move by Russia to use her as a pawn because Russia is not very friendly with the United States right now. Um, and I think, like, it, it creates, like, the double standard with society, right? Like, because you have people on one side that are like, oh, man, like, free her. But then on the other side, you have people that are like, oh, she gets what she deserves. And it's like, no, man, like, that's not even cool at all. I mean, for for me, like, the punishment should fit the crime. Yeah. And it'd be one thing if they went through her luggage and found, like, 50 pounds of fentanyl or something Absolutely. like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what, do you, what were you doing with that? There's no explaining that one away. But yeah. here in, in, in certain uh, states in this country, it's legal, to, it's legal to have medical marijuana. And a lot of other places now, it's legal to have recreational yeah, for for recreation, like Billings. Yeah. Billings is one of them places. And so, um, going from this country to that one, she said she made a mistake. She forgot about it. Okay, I, I mean, I understand that it it, it happens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to go over there and then say, "Oh, well, you had this," so there's intent with intent. Yeah, intent for what? What were you in? What 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 did they think she was intending to do? So to get nine years in a Russian, they're trumped up charges. Yeah, and and you, I think you hit the nail on the head too. Is like using her as a pawn, and, and there's a lot of other things too that come into play too. Is um, she's a woman, she's black, she's gay. Yeah, she, you know, there's all these things, and she had, she's American. She's um, gay. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, she has a wife. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, she's married to what a woman. Did yeah, she, she ever is. see uh, her? Her wife is always on the news, you know, trying to plead for her, oh, her yeah. case or whatever. But anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> I know that is so secondary to everything <laughs> because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, like we're crossing imaginary lines because that's as native people we know and understand. Like, there's not even a line there. Mm-hmm. We have relatives in Canada. Yeah. That we've had since time immemorial, and the only th- difference between them and us now is that they spend weird-looking money. Yep. And we have to go through the border to see them, yeah. this imaginary line. But if we cross an imaginary line, and then all of a sudden we're treated differently, that's not the that's not that's not a human thing to do, like a human being. Yeah. Because Russian, American, Black, Native. Gay, straight, whatever the case may be, we are all the same. Yeah. We are all the same because, and, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is for me. It's like we're all human beings. And, and you know, it, might, it kind of even goes back to what we were talking about earlier um, about forgiveness. Like, you know, to forgive others or to forgive myself. Like Josiah is always saying, you know, put the humanity back into it. Yeah. And to see a human person first. Rather than, I'm going to look at you and say, and just notice all the, the mistakes. Or look at you and say, oh, I see all the imperfections. Yeah. Or the things that you used to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or even even if it is something that's, you know, oh, I made a mistake today. Oh, unforgivable. Yeah. You're done. See, and I think that 
as indigenous people, that's something that we've always known and understood is that people make mistakes and that we can move on from it. But other people think that human beings are disposable. Yeah. Like you're, you're irredeemable now. And that's the labels that we put on each other. Um, and that's a human thing. That's a, that's a, it's, it's one of our flaws. I think like, it's it's such a weird paradox to be have a human flaw and apply it to other humans and then expect everything to be i don't know what's the word i'm looking for um peaceful yeah maybe equal yeah equal. whatever you know but yeah that whole thing is just i hope they i hope she comes home i yeah. mean uh <laughs> i always Brittany Griner always stood out to me because of Shoni Schimmel. Yeah. And in the tournament that few years back. And so she's always been on the radar for native people, I think. <laughs> um, but still, you know, she, you don't deserve that. She, She's a good person. She represents a lot of good things. And it just, man, to be stuck in that position. Like, yeah, that's tough. That is tough. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of discuss. <laughs> it's just weird that whole that whole thing. But we'll leave it at that. I'll close that can of worms, even though I. Got <laughs> I know there's a whole lot more that I want to say, yeah. but it's like, all right, no, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> Thank you for that, Randy, because we were going to let you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm good. That, I'm that, good. That's the first order. It's going to rain. <laughs> I'll stop myself right there <laughs> But anyway that was episode 92 Step 8 Thank you guys for joining us As usual uh, We will be back next Thursday We're going to have Mo Hugs Not Drugs Back in the house if we have the dragon kicking and screaming And um, <laughs> But you know uh, All jokes aside he is gone for a, For a, a, yeah. a reason that was beyond anybody's control and our thoughts and our prayers again go out to him and his family all of you yeah. listeners out there please offer up some prayers for their healing and uh anything else that you guys might want to add um hey there that's what josiah uh, must feel like when we do that huh and he says, you guys want, got anything to add and we were going like this point uh, <laughs> uh no uh no <laughs> All right, well, we'll just leave it at that. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. We will be back next week. Um, and I just got to say that the earth is not flat. <laughs> anyway, it's square. We- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> oh, it's square. I like this guy. You, you got to come back. It's a cube. Anyway, we out, man. Thanks a lot. Peace. Deuces. Later. What's up, Hollerich? You boy, this is your favorite Indian, JCB. Hey, yo, it's Randy B, a.k.a. Pod Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, a.k.a. Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.